0: good morning everyone and welcome to uh, another of our webinars it's wicked to have you here and, and thank you all so so much for taking the time um i've really loved the opportunity whenever we've started these webinars over the course of time to offer you guys the opportunity to to share some of your own stuff the stuff best stuff that you've seen that you read you've heard and in honour of today's guest I thought that I'd love to hear your number one uh, marketing video or ad uh, that you've ever seen Um, and and when you do that drop it in the chat feature um, but don't forget to switch things to all panellists and attendees uh, so that everyone can see your messages. So today's guest is the, uh, the amazing Gary Gumbleton, I'm absolutely buzzing to have him here. Gary's from uh, Capital Content, that's the name of his company. Um, I, I've just arrived on, on the webinar this morning to see uh, Gary's video setup, which, uh, which you will get in all its glory in just a moment, and uh, it is quite something, it's pretty incredible. Um, I've lost, almost lost count of the amount of times that Gary's spoken at the marketing meetup. I reckon it's at least six, uh, but if not more, this could be the seventh. I, <laughs> I don't know by this stage, but the reason why I asked Gary to come back so regularly is uh, at least a couple fold. Uh, the first is his uh, commitment to video as, as a topic, as a practice, as his business. Uh, he is a man who lives and breathes video content. But more than that, and important when it comes to sharing content, sharing ideas, is that Gary shares it so well. Uh, He's a charismatic performer and a passionate speaker. So that will do me, I think. Um, So Gary's already presented a number of times over the course of time at the marketing meetup on how to incorporate uh, mobile-based footage and, and sort of a bit more of a DIY approach on producing video. Um, And you can find that on both uh, the Marketing Meetup blog and the Marketing Meetup podcast. Um, Gary's recordings from his previous talks are right there. Um, But today is about the next level up. It's about how to incorporate professional videos into your mix and get the most from them in, uh, in that style. This is a brand new talk from Gary, which is really, really exciting. We were just speaking before we went live and he was mentioning how uh, he's been given that first talk for a number of years. So this is something brand new, which is, which is really cool. Uh, today's session will run as a uh, presentation element, and then we'll have Q&A at the end. Um, so what I'd, I'd really recommend and, and sort of ask you to do is that there's the Q&A feature found at the bottom just there. Uh, if you make sure to wiggle your mouse, find the Q&A feature, and any questions that you have at any point, uh, just drop the question in there and we'll get them answered. And if you see any questions that you really like, uh, use the thumbs up feature, um, because that enables us to uh, ask the questions that that everyone wants answering. Um, One observation on that, uh, for those of you who attend on the regular, you'll you'll already know this, but uh, the questions which get asked first always seem to be the ones that seem to gravitate towards the top. Uh, So get your questions in nice and early, uh, just in there um finally i just want to say a huge thank you to the sponsors um it's been an incredible year and uh, you know it, it's almost mad to think that it was march time that all this kicked off and, and everything uh, started and throughout the course of the year i've been nothing but grateful for them standing by our community and saying that they're going to support us and they're going to continue to do so into next year which, by the way, I'm absolutely buzzing for. There's so much exciting stuff coming. Um, they've really kept the show on the road, and it's uh, it's to their credit that they've stood by us. So um, I just want to thank them here. You've had them in the email before, and you've had you'll get them in the email afterwards, um, as ever. My one request is just to say thank you. It's a very, very simple human act, but it's one that goes a long, long way with the sponsors to know that they're appreciated and that they're supporting the community that really appreciates them back. Um, So, uh, big, big thank you to ContentCal, Pitch, Fiverr, Redgate, and Redgate are hiring at the moment, so make sure to check out their website too. Uh, Cambridge Marketing College, Leadu, Brand, Further, Third Light, and Human uh one ask is to just thank those people so uh that's my introduction done so gary it's uh over to you my friend
1: good morning everybody thanks very much joe for your lovely introduction um like thank you for everybody for turning up as well and um, so like joe mentioned my previous talk was content 101 uh, and uh that talk was all about how to create video content with your mobile phone, kind of a very DOI approach. Uh, and I don't if you'd ever been to one of those talks, I did a competition at the very end where you could win a content creator pack. Uh, we're doing another competition today uh, and you get to win 2,000 pounds worth of video professional video content for you and your business. Um, It's basically 12 60 second videos, a three month campaign. Uh, As long as you can, if you're within 50 miles of us, it's totally free. Outside 50 miles, maybe a little bit of petrol money, but we will come and create 12 60 second videos worth just over 2000 pounds. And I'll explain how to do that, how you can win, sorry, uh, at the end of this talk. So you gotta stick around. Uh, So like Joe said, uh, I am Gary and today's talk is called Content 102. Uh, and I'm gonna be covering off uh, who I am and who the Capco group are, which is one level up from Capital Content, um, why you're not creating video and why you should be, uh, how to create a video content strategy. These are all W's and H's, which is very exciting. Um, who should be in your videos? And who should be watching them where to post and host and how to get the most out of your agency when using an agency to create video content uh, it's jam-packed there's no theoretical fluffy stuff there's lots of actionable tasks and and tips and tricks in here we're going to rush through it as best we can it's a jam-packed 40 minutes so let's crack on um so that is a nice little picture of me and the capco group are kind of three subsidiaries we've got capital content which is the digital agency uh, we've got vidpix which is the self-serve content creation platform for personal brands. And then we have Crewwear Co., which is a fashion label that actually launched yesterday. All very exciting. It's all businessname.co if you want to go check it out. And really over the last kind of 10 to 15 years, I've separated my life into three different sections, Uh, my jobs, my career, and my calling. So my jobs were kind of a real estate agent, factory worker. Uh, My career was that I was a global corporate account manager for Vodafone over the past. Uh, you know 10 years but behind the scenes I was a creative I I did poster design and played in a band and stuff but what I found was that my calling was that I help businesses help businesses grow using video content Uh, that's a little bit about me then we've got capital content we are social first storytellers so there's a nice little picture of our um exec team we've got chris rachel and myself with a slightly larger beard um but basically the our uniqueness is that we are hardened business professionals right we are not just millennials that know how to press a button we understand business objectives from a sales and marketing perspective uh, and we're a digital agency that balances what looks good versus what works well that's enough of the sell let's crack on so this is obviously a a brand new talk Right. I, like Joe said, I delivered that previous talk for years and it was really well versed. This is brand new, fresh. I was rehearsing it late last night. You guys are the first to see it. So apologies if we muck up a little bit. But first section, why you're not making video and why you should be. So there, we did some research uh, over the last kind of year with our, all of our previous clients. And w- we came to four, oh, the only four reasons why people don't create video content. And those four reasons are uh swipe uh confidence strategy resource and cost uh, and we'll go i'll just go into these four next four topics around why you're not creating video content uh shortly and have to kind of dispel that myth so you can kind of get past that initial hurdle of actually creating video content but i do have a video that i want to show you that kind of helps with that confidence uh, piece so if there are any kids in the room maybe you kind of turn the volume down a little bit
0: Yeah, I don't think we have any audio this side, Gary, on the on the uh, on the video. Oh, no.
1: Do we have audio now? Uh,
0: We do not. no. Um, So we've got you, but we don't have the video.
1: OK, cool. We won't play that video. That's a shame. We have a video later on. So you can hear me now, right? (laughs)
0: yeah 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 yeah. okay cool
1: we're back back in the room so uh that video was basically me uh creating a 30 second video but in my photo reel there's probably about 30 different takes so the first one is around perception so even the most confident of speakers even the most confident of people uh that you feel make really good video content will probably take make that video 30 different times before they actually post it out so confidence is a big thing. Your perception of you is very different from others' perception of you. Uh, and um, what I mean by that is, is that you know you care about what you sound like and what you look like, but other people don't care. You know they really don't care what you look like. When was the last time you watched a video and looked at these people uh, and said, "Oh, that person sounds weird" or "They look weird"? It, it it just doesn't happen, right? So you do need to kind of break that barrier around creating content. And the key thing is you don't need to worry about. The amount of tape that you're gonna use because you're never gonna run out of storage to be able to create a video. If You're gonna create one video sweet, uh, you can create a thousand t- takes of that video. Uh, so fundamentally, no one cares what you look like. Let's just go out and make a video, You know, break that barrier. The next one is strategy. So uh, what I mean is that not just from a, an, a concept perspective, not, not just from that original idea but also the strategy as well. And I'll cover all this off, that's the big part of the talk later. No one knows what to create, um, but what you need is a structured approach that targets your business goals. Uh, and like I said, I'll cover that off in a minute, but you know, people don't know what to create, so therefore they don't create. You then have resource. Uh, and what I mean by resource is both time, people, and tech. So the, it, creating video doesn't take that long. It really doesn't take that long. In fact, we can we can create 50 videos in an hour. Uh, so I think even the, the the most amateur of agencies are able to create a whole bunch of video content within a single shoot. People, again, you don't need to have every member of staff in your videos. Um, you know, you could even look at animation if you wanted to. I would pick generally two people to be the face of your business. And then lastly, tech. And well, this is a key one. And you you'll all know about... Uh, LinkedIn company pages and the the lack of engagement, or sorry, not lack of engagement, lack of organic reach when it comes to business pages. Uh, but people still post content over those pages. If you think how many staff you have, they are also pages as well. And, and each member of staff you have in your business uh, has a 4K camera in their pocket right now. So they are able to create content using their mobile phone uh, Give it to an agency, and then they can create content to post back out over their LinkedIn feeds. Uh, so there's a whole bunch more reach, the organic reach that you can get rather than post everything over your business page. Later, I talk about how you can get the most out of your agency when creating video content if it was a, an employee level using the mobile phone. Lastly, cost. Uh, the investment in video content, obviously unbiased, is definitely worth it. And I think there's it for two reasons. One, it's longevity, right? If you were to create a video now, you could probably let that last for two years. I mean, you wouldn't create just one video. One video. Again, I'll explain this later. But the longevity of the video, you know, we can't see any higher res videos than 8K, right? So the, the technology is not going to change. It's really only the aesthetics. And the agency should create relevant uh, concepts and relevant aesthetics so the video does last a long time. Um, and also time taken time's an hourly rate you can use video content to replace your repetitive tasks and as an example if staff onboarding is absolutely key if you you know normally head of hr sits down with a new employee sits with them for an hour and tells them how to not trip over a ladder right what you can do is create that training session as a one hour video let's say and then send them send the new staff member that video before they've even started so one you've saved yourself an hour's worth of employee time and two you save save the head of HR going through that session every time you have a new starter so the 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 ROI on video content can be huge if you think about the hourly rate of even just an HR manager you know or sales training or whatever it might be um, so cost absolutely don't worry about it we're relatively cost-effective and most agencies are when you kind of compare it to let's say, you know, graphic design or animation, that we're all relatively on par. And it's also not just about video content when creating video content. You'll see on screen now that we do this podcast called The Content Balm. And a lot of people are making podcasts, you know, it's a big thing right now, but all they're doing is recording the audio of that podcast. And if you added video, to the content that you're creating, it gives you the opportunity to create a whole bunch more content without having to apply any more people or tech or, or, or a great amount of tech, should I say. Uh, and if I show you now, I'm not going to insult all of you. You probably know who Gary V is. I'm not a massive Gary V fan. So we'll call this strategy the Gary G strategy. Uh, I can see you laughing there, Joe. Brilliant. Uh, so what, what he explains and what I'm about to explain is that if you added video to your to your podcast strategy, you're able to create a whole bunch more digital assets off the back of that. So on screen you'll see, we say we'll shoot the podcast. So instead of just recording that audio, we're gonna shoot that podcast. Uh, you can then upload that 30 minute podcast video, vodcast for want of a awful phrase, uh, upload that to YouTube, bang, there, there's your vodcast. You can then extract the audio from that podcast uh, from that video and there's your podcast for Spotify boom you've added a video to this and now you've created two pieces of content uh, you can then upload that full 30 minute video to rev.com they will transcribe it for i think 10 cents a minute which so it's going to cost you you know I don't know a couple of bucks uh, to transcribe that entire podcast you can then upload that into your website and there's your long form blog great for SEO Uh, Out of that video, you can also pick uh, 10, 15 second sound bites and use those as trailers over Instagram and Facey to advertise your uh, podcast because the platforms, uh, sorry, the channels, for example, the um, Facebook and Instagram don't like audio being posted. You know, it's a bit clunky. They prefer video. So if you can post out 10 trailers, I mean, that is like two videos a week for five weeks to advertise your podcast huge and then also because you've transcribed the video using rev.com six bucks bargains uh you can pick 10 times 140 characters i think that's slightly changed now i'm not on twitter Uh, but you can then create short tweets with a call to action to watch the video on your website so by just adding video to your podcast strategy you've been able to create all of this lovely content Everybody with me? Cool. So, uh, how to create a video content strategy that works. Now, I'm about to kind of go through my template that I apply to any business, personal brand or corporate on how to create a video content strategy. It's, it's both simple and complex. It's probably more simple than it is complex. I feel like it's simple. Other people feel like it might be complex. Anyway, the, the, the way that we deliver this, and this was in Content 101, but we're applying this now to business, Corporate and personal brands. It's the what we call the TV network strategy, right? So we have network, channel, season, and episode. So I'm just going to explain what a TV network is. We all know what it is, but this is the methodology of me being able to try to explain what it all sounds like and what it all looks like. Should I say? So we have a network across the top, which is the BBC. We all know the BBC, super easy, right? That's the big network across the top. Within the network, we have channels, and each one of these channels, you know, we gravitate towards because of the programming. So BBC One has your mainstream shows, right? Uh, BBC Three is more specialist. And then CBBC, obviously kids programming, right? Uh, I recently had a baby boy. I've watched a whole bunch of Peppa Pig. Uh, My favorite is Pedro. But we also kind of, like I mentioned, we gravitate towards these specific channels because of what we want to achieve as consumers, right? So as a bit of a recap, we have network, channel, season and episode. Channel being BBC One, season being Planet Earth and episode being jungles. So that is a basic TV network strategy, super simple. But how do we apply that to small business and corporate? And by applying this method, you can ensure that every piece of content that you create is relevant and relates to a business objective so this is the 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 big slide here and like joe always mentions on every talk uh this video will be live on the website uh probably no later than tomorrow morning hopefully by the end of the day uh i'll put put you under the uh, under pressure there joe Uh, but this slide in particular explains how the network strategy applies to business so underneath your network you have individual channels I don't mean channels like facey or insta I mean uh, objectives within your business right so an objective might be raise brand awareness or convert leads so you've got to think about what your objectives are and then you generate programming to achieve those objectives or that relate to those objectives. So within the objective, within that channel of content, you have a theme. So a theme of content all bunched together, you know, which could be five or six episodes. And each episode is a topic within that theme. So next slide. So this is uh, 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 how we do it for our own internal content. So rather than just make videos, you need to start with your business goals. So across the top, we've got network, which is capital content. We class ourselves as a TV network. Underneath that network, we then have our objective of converting leads. And once we have that objective, we then know what kind of content we need to create from within that objective. The theme of content or a single theme of content within that objective, will have multiple themes, uh, are FAQs. And then within FAQs, we have a whole bunch of topics, And one particular topic is how to make a payment. Uh, And just to kind of go back through there. So our episode is how to make a payment. And that is a topic within our theme. The theme is therefore FAQs, that's the season of content. And then all of that sits under our objective. So our single channel converting leads because that is one of our business objectives. We want to achieve in converting leads. And we believe that FAQs and specifically how to make a payment within FAQs helps us convert leads because they build about trust. So what you can see here is well thought out, targeted seasons tick all the boxes and provide structure for ongoing content. Once you've thought about your objectives and then your seasons, episodes just start falling into place. So you understand what content you actually can create. You know, you can start writing lists, and then going out and uh, approaching agencies and say, these are my objectives, this is what I wanna achieve. And they'll be able to fill in the blanks for you. Uh, Just as a recap, don't forget, we've got a competition. You can win 2000 pounds, stick around to the very end and we'll tell you how to win. If there was one thing that I ask you to take away from today's talk, it is this phrase, batch create short form Episodic video content. This is an awful sentence. My grammar is really poor. So, batch create short form episodic video content. Historically, businesses would use to create a five minute video uh, and they would put that on heavy rotation. They would put it on the front page of their website. They would uh, put it over social. They put it in the CEO's PowerPoint and they put it on loop in the uh, reception of their business. Like, we're you're on like, we're, we're past that now. We've moved on, and we've got uh, tick tock and Instagram stories to thank for all of that. What you need to be doing is creating short form episodic content, and there are two rules that you need to run by when creating these short form videos 99p and the rule of seven 99p is that we know 99p is one pound, we're desensitized to all of that, we understand that uh, that is one pound from a video perspective we are still tricked by the 29 and the 59 second element of the 99p strategy because it's relatively new in comparison to the currency so creating absolutely i see people do this all the time i see videos for one minute one. one oh just take two seconds off it people are more inclined to watch a video if it's 59 or 29 seconds it's absolutely crucial and then the rule of seven When creating episodic content on a specific theme, so a bunch of episodes within your season, that season could be something that you need to get across to your potential client base. You don't wanna be hammering home the same message seven times, because people will turn off. But by applying your topics, applying your episodes to a season, you can hammer home seven different topics within that thing that you wanna get across. And therefore you're not repeating yourself. So absolutely don't create one five minute video and post it seven times, create seven one minute videos and post that seven times because that will get your point across. And if you worry about kind of coming up with ideas and time taken you think, oh God, Gary, I haven't got hours to be able to create 50 videos. We created our own internal content a little while back. We hired out a venue using appearhere.com, absolutely brilliant. They basically hire out bars and offices that are empty at the moment. Uh, It was over in Shoreditch, exposed brick wall, raw iron, super hipster. So definitely on brand. And what we did, a a bunch of other content, but one of them was a thing called 20 questions. Where we asked me, Chris and Rachel, our exec team, uh, 20 different questions. And it was, what is your favorite thing about the office? What was your favorite shoe? What do you do to unwind? That kind of stuff. And what that allowed us to do was to create 60, 29 second answers each one of different video. And then as part of a brand awareness channel, we then had a season called Who Are We Wednesday, where every Wednesday we post out a single 29 second answer from one of those questions. So within one hour, it took one hour, 20 minutes each, it took one hour to create 60 videos and a full 12 month season. And we could probably repeat that season for year two as well. So that's two years worth of content created in one hour by just asking 20 questions or three people. Imagine how many staff you've got. I'll it's super easy. And lastly, when creating batch content, it allows you to have uh, or make use of your good hair days. And what I mean is you can, if you create a good video in the morning, create you are then able to create loads of good videos for the rest of the day. If you make a rubbish video in the morning, don't make, don't make another video. Don't worry about it, keep going shoot again the next day. But if you've got a good hair day, uh, then absolutely batch creation is super key. I'm not gonna linger on this next slide. Uh, you can come back to the presentation later, but here are 20 ideas to, go, to, to apply to your video content strategy. You know, there, there are so many things that you can create. Um, it's, it's, you know, don't worry about number of ideas because you can create anything. Now we do have another video to play here. I'm gonna see if the audio works. Um, because it's the 1st of December, I wanted to show you that any type of video can be created as long as it has a focus on a particular objective. So hopefully this one will play.
0: A lot for Christmas.
1: i'm not going to play the rest of that video uh but what that is a recruitment company based over in st albans uh they wanted to uh focus on their brand awareness and by making a parody or miming video they've absolutely done that it was topical it was you know on brand editing that video was horrible because i probably listened to that song like a thousand times that day but what i wanted to show you that video was because of that you can create any video but as long as it points towards a business objective, go and create that video. That is the bulk of the presentation. I'm gonna quickly go through all these little tips and tricks now, uh, and then we'll uh, open up to Q&A. So why should, uh, sorry, who should be in your videos and who should be watching them? First thing straight off the bat is the mirror strategy. If your product is for 25 to 35 year old females, put a 25 to 35 year old female in that video. I find, you know, if I'm scrolling through Facey and I see a guy with a beard, a tweed jacket, some tats on his arms, wearing Adidas superstars. I'm going to stop because I'm kind of seeing myself in that video. That's the mirror strategy. I, I think, oh, that video is pointed towards me without even hearing or seeing what's going on. I've just seen a person with tats on his arms. Uh, and also and people know this, uh, create content for your audience, not for your product. What you'll see in that slide, if you go back around the, uh, the number, the different types of videos, none of them say product about a video, sorry, video about a product. Do not create a video. That's the first mistake that most businesses make is they make a video about their product. Think about your objectives and create who you're, create video content for your audience. BBC don't create videos like self-serving. They don't create videos for themselves they create videos so people come to their channel and watch it so create videos for your audience where to post and host your content and where to send your audience uh, this is kind of again a little bit of strategy that probably most people know but not a lot of people kind of drink that sh- their own champagne um we've got social on the left website on the right the social LinkedIn, you wanna be posting short form video content, mostly thought leadership and staff profiles. And maybe not even, uh, staff profile is a general term, could be staff spotlight, let's say, or 20 questions, whatever it might be. But that's at kind of business and staff level, B2B, you chuck over LinkedIn, short form video content, Uh, Underneath that you've got Facey and and Insta. I'm talking general TikTok, Twitter and all that kind of stuff as well. But again, that's short form and this is B2C. So you want to be able to put bloopers on there, behind the scenes, all of that raw content that comes out of the professional stuff that kind of tends to sit on the cutting room floor. Again, you want to put there. No one, here's a massive tip. No one watches a 10 minute video on social. Don't do it. There's There's absolutely no point. Create short form video content across those social platforms to use as trailers with a call to action to watch the long form content on uh, YouTube, which is therefore it then embedded into your website. Uh, that long form content can be your about us and your product focused stuff, but no one cares about you, unless you're a brand, unless you're Coca-Cola, uh, no one cares about you. So you want to be able to give them a selfless gift, some thought leadership, or a bit of insight into your business as a short form 29 second trailer with a call to action. If they really love that video, they will come and watch the rest of your videos on your website where there's a contact us and the buy nows, super simple. Uh, Lastly, how to get the best out of your agency. So the previous talk, 101, that was all about video content, creating your own, using your mobile phone. If you don't have people in-house to create content, which I would recommend maybe not having because an agency is gonna do a much better job for you guys, uh, this is how to get the best out of them. When picking an agency, I've kind of, you know, put it down to three reasons. The first one is industry experience and industry agnostic. What I recommend is don't pick an agency a video content. Agent. And this could be production and agency. Production just there to press the buttons. Agency will help you with the, the ideas as well. Uh, but the they need to have industry experience. So don't pick an agency that focuses specifically on accountancy because they don't have don't have additional ideas or strategies from other industries and apply that. You know, they kind of have blinkers on, they don't see fresh stuff from outside their own industry. Um, but you do need to have experience in the industry that you're working in. Uh, move into this uh, relationship as a partnership, not a supplier vendor. The agency is an extension of your marketing department, not a supplier. I would tend to say that like a graphic design company or a print company are a supplier vendor, but as a a video content agency specifically, it's got to be a partnership. Like I said, they are an extension of your marketing team. And don't be afraid to start small. Give them, you know, you have to spend 20 grand with an agency straight away. I mean, you can if you wanted to, but I would recommend giving them a little 500 pound job, you know, test that water. Make sure that, that relationship is OK, because it's got to be long term to be able to build on that partnership. And then there are three stages to any project within that partnership pre, during and post pre. Absolutely. You've got to nail oh, my legs. Absolutely. You've got to nail project briefs. You know, you really need to understand what the objectives are. Make sure you've got that content strategy lined out. So the agency knows that you're totally aware of what's going on. Deadlines, super key because the content's got to be quick. You can't create a video today and it come out in four weeks time. It's got to come out tomorrow. Uh, And then ensure you have your main points of contact listed on that project brief, specifically around who gives feedback around that video content to keep the momentum around creation because you've got to create content quickly. Don't, Talk about, you know, let's say for example, uh, yesterday it was all in the news with the F1 driver jumping out of a flaming car, right? Now, uh, it's yesterday's news, no, no one's creating videos about it anymore. So you've got to be able to turn that content around very quickly. Stage two is during, so the actual project itself just step back and let them shine you know that's what their core business they know how to create the video content they know how to run the shoot on the, on the day you can be there to overlook to make sure we haven't you know dropped things through the cracks but absolutely let the agency take charge on the day itself because that's what they do and then lastly be explicit be direct be aggressive be be aggressive what i mean by that is that you need to tell them exactly what you want in the feedback process they're not mind readers If you want to cut something out of a video say cut from here to there don't go hey agency, what do you think about this, do you think it's good that we've kind of left this bit no cut it out if you don't want it be explicit and be direct. And uh, what's reasonable to ask from an agency, these four things. Transparent pricing, no one wants a bill shock. You know, if people are worried about cost, make sure you define that cost upfront. And if there are any additionals, this goes really for anything, right? But transparent pricing, you can't go to an agency and they go, oh, I don't really know, you know, get them to give you some pricing upfront. Make sure the concepts are relevant because that content, if you're worried about cost, needs to last, right? It's got to last a couple of years. I keep mentioning it, quick turnaround. You need video content now, not tomorrow but ultimately it's got to be easy, right? You've got to be able to develop this relationship around creating content Uh, and it's got to be an easy, it's got to be just like another staff member because you're spending, you you might be spending a lot of cash on it, right? So you've got to be able to make this easy for the agency both ways. So conclusion, batch create short form video content. Uh, Definitely use an agency rather than in-house. Uh, but think about, your. don't just go out and create a video or get the agency to create or one single three minute video because that's not gonna achieve anything. Start with your objectives, then think about topics and things within those objectives. Don't just go out and create a video, speak to your agency first. And then the competition. So we've, we've managed to smash through, hopefully we've done that in about 30 minutes, which is great. Um, so I mentioned that you can win 2000 pounds worth of video content. I will pick the winner uh, later on today, probably let's say 5 p.m. today. What you need to be able to do is post on LinkedIn your biggest takeaway from the talk today and tag both me and Joe in that post. Obviously, I'm gonna get a whole bunch of notifications. At five o'clock, I'm gonna run through all of those and find the winner. And you will be able to win 2,000 pounds worth of video content, that is 12, 60 second videos a three month campaign we'll probably come and shoot it maybe in in a week or two and then you'll have three months worth of content to smash 2021 in the butt um so just as a recap you need to post on linkedin your biggest takeaway from today's talk and tag both me and joe so we get notified and we will pick a winner at 5 p.m today 1st of december thanks very much everybody for listening
0: That was insane, mate. Absolutely insane. Like the energy like emanating through my screen right now. Um and for the past 38 minutes has been unreal.
1: No, we Dude. did 38 minutes. We did 38 minutes. very
0: Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh insane. And and um I think throughout there, it, then this is meant in, in the highest form of a compliment. It was blink, blink or you'll miss it. You know, there was, there was no fat on that talk. There was like... Yeah,
1: same as Content 101, right? It was, it was just like jam-packed, full of tips and tricks. You know, I don't want to sit there and fluffily go, oh, this is the rough strategy. This is what you kind of do. Nah, I've literally told you everything you need to know to go out now and create a video content strategy.
0: That's wicked, dude. I mean, I absolutely love it. Um, so there's there's a bunch of open questions. There's nearly 20. Uh, folks, if you've got any questions, whack them in the Q&A feature or th- give a thumbs up to the ones which... Uh, which you like the most, because uh, we'll, we'll certainly go through those. Um, so the, the top one is from the Mysterious Anonymous. Um, and I think it's been a source of curi- curiosity throughout the course of the session as well, which is about your Zoom setup. Um, so could you could you speak us through what, what the setup is? I think Ruth um, in the chat was also speculating what it may be, but it would be good to hear it from the horse's mouth.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely. So we obviously have a whole bunch of like cinema cameras. Um, so they're the Blackmagic 4K cameras. Uh, and what we're using is a little tool called a A10 Mini Pro. And that is effectively a, a consumer, well, I say, let's say prosumer live switcher. So that has four HDMI inputs and allows us to then have one HDMI output. And it also has a setting in there to trick a computer into making that unit the webcam. So we now have the laptop and two cameras. We've got one camera here, boom, one camera there. Uh, and see a laptop as well. And we uh, and I have Chris very kindly in front of me, um, pressing all of the buttons, we can do all the audio. The, the actual unit itself is like 600 pounds, but what it allows us to do is to go out and do some really pro live streamed events. So although this is just me in front of a color mat, you can see this is, this, this is paper here, we're in our, effectively our kitchen, right? <laughs> Can't really see. Um, but we're, we're able to go into venues uh, and live stream really pro, talks you know so we've got a lapel mic so there's, there's it's not like the audio from the room i've actually got a lapel mic on here so everything's super pro uh i mean we've got lights i don't know if you can see we've got lights coming in here i mean you can't see behind the scenes sadly and uh, what we might be able to do is i'll get chris to see if he can pick up one of the cameras and he can do a quick pan just before the end yeah. um but yeah the a10 mini pro is about 600 pounds but it allows you to plug in a whole bunch of hdmi inputs and create therefore one hdmi output
0: nice that's a real so this is really interesting because obviously over the course of what since like March there's almost been an evolution in in how we've all sort of started with with virtual events and, and stuff like that and I'd say even the Mark me is, is an example of that I started with a webcam on top of my laptop and then a slightly better webcam then added lighting and then started rooting through my DSLR and now you've just kind of like really up the level I mean so do you observe in your professional capacity like, almost a professionalization of these virtual events. And do you think there's gonna become a point where that kind of up-the-nose sort of webcam sort of stuff starts becoming less acceptable in,
1: in a, in a you know, professional context? I think it's about adding value, right? I did this talk, in fact, one of the podcasts that we did, we were talking to an events company, and you know, to for, for a talk, generally up-the-nose Zoom, it's difficult to charge for, it's difficult to charge the viewer because they don't necessarily deem a really good experience you know when you go to events in real life you, there's the experience of actually going into it right whereas a zoom call you can't really do that so much so if you can do a professional live you know stream people therefore deem or it's 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 a it's a good experience so people can actually watch it on their tv in their lounge and there's actually lighting and there's shallow depth and there's you know there's good audio and i think if you up your production which is relatively easy you can actually then start to show more value in that talk and therefore charge for entrances you know for entrance just like you did for events kind of in real life so there is that transformation around we all used to go and stand in the beige room, eating donuts and, <laughs> and watching someone behind a podium. Yep. But now it's we can consume more, but it's ha- so many more people are doing it. So how do you make noise? How do you put your head and shoulders above other people? Uh, and that's by upping the production or getting an agency to, to deliver that talk. Because I, you know we did one where uh, it was a live award ceremony where we had pre-recorded videos of acceptance speeches. We had an MC. We had different guests saying and the and the awards are and the cost on delivering that was like a tenth of putting on the major normal outdoor event where you have like 200 people and more people turn up because it was more accessible so i think it's definitely an opportunity to up people's live stream or up people's you know conferences uh, with a little bit of tech you know
0: yeah, yeah, I love it. And um, James has said in the, in the uh, in the comments that he misses the pizzas uh, from the live events. And oh, I yeah, think and the craft beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like it's it's a really good point. You know that I think um, I, I love that you've actually sort of pointed out the positives of of virtual events there as well, because I think there's. Um, it's the future is not necessarily going to be one or the other it's going to be a combination of both um and and neither is going to go away in the same way as we've had in 2020 so to think about it in these ways is, is really really useful i think um i'll, I'll move on quickly because there's a bunch of questions um so we've got Tricia who asks uh what equipment would you recommend investing in when starting out with video content? So this was very much the 101 talk, but I think it bears repeating because no doubt people will get
1: benefits. Yeah, from. I think um, yeah. If, if we're talking about creating video content yourself mm-hmm. on the fly, if you're not a pro, you, you've got a mobile phone in your pocket right now. You've got a laptop watching this talk right now. So just use the tools that you've got around you. The uh, the difference between good video and rubbish video is audio. So ensure that you use a lapel mic, ten quid from Amazon. If you want to go up a level from uh, 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 what's it called, uh, an, uh, an iPhone or a smartphone, you could then look at the uh, DJI Pocket Two. I think that's like three hundred and fifty quid. Um, that is like stabilized, built-in camera with a screen, microphone. I mean, that's super, that's really cheap. And then the next level is probably our Black Magic's, right? The Black Magic's are amazing cameras, uh, but the cost is so i think it's like 900 pound plus vat and they are amazing but you do need to be a pro you do need to roughly know the stuff about uh content uh, sorry about cameras mm-hmm. so use your iphone get a 10 pound lapel mic level two is get a dji pocket tube 350 quid all in one little unit or if you've got someone who knows how to shoot video uh, then get the black magics sadly that is only one half of it because once you've shot that video you then need to edit that video and that is a whole other ballpark
0: uh-huh. and, and to speak to, to editing because there is a question further down um so is there a similar sort of level approach that you can take for editing i mean do you go from yeah i,
1: I would definitely recommend watching content 101 uh but you look at iMovie for beginner uh premiere rush for intermediate and premiere pro for pros so iMovie is made by apple as long as you've got uh, your your knowledge around scissors and glue and tracks then you'll know how to use iMovie premiere rush is the watered down version of premiere pro and it's still an ipad or an iphone app and then premiere pro is like a thousand pounds a year Um, and that's what the agencies will use so if you're really just making your own content uh with a mobile phone you can either upload to vidpix.co uh, or you can create really good videos with iMovie. And and
0: um, again, sorry to go back to 101, but I, I think it bears um, being useful for, for the folks watching. How about lighting? I mean, what's, what's a,
1: a very quick sort of 101 on, on lighting setup for folks? Absolutely. Definitely have the light in front of you and not behind you just like Joe's done. Uh, ring lights, super cheap. I mean, we uh, we will be selling a content creator pack and it's basically a ring light or one of the items in the content creator pack is a ring light about that big uh, and a stand. And that ring light is powered by a USB or a battery or whatever it is. I think it's about 12 quid to buy RRP. Uh, so all you need to do is just light your face or, or have do it in front of a natural light window. Um, ring lights absolutely because it gives you that nice even glow the problem that you and i have joe uh, yeah. are glasses right yeah. so yeah. you've probably got your oh, you got yours above yeah you can yeah. see the ring there yeah i have it so we have soft boxes obviously we're you know we're production we've got all the lights here and uh, we've got soft boxes um which help kind of soften that light and you can't really see a ring as such but mm-hmm. honestly amazon lapel mic for a tenner ring light for 12 quid start an agency
0: (laughs) (laughs) love it and uh to fiona and joe who are watching in so uh fiona's asking how can uh people watch the 101 talk um so it's on the marketing website with the rest of our talks from the rest of time or on the marketing meter podcast and to joe who's asking me what 101 is that was gary's previous talk um so um, gary's gone into a previous talk onto um home creation of, of videos um that Uh, yeah um james has actually just added something very quickly which is that he's heard that putting a polarizing filter will fix the glasses issue is that correct
1: uh yeah so a cpl allows to see through glass it's good for like windscreens when shooting through a car Mm -hmm. um but yeah a cpl filter will probably work but that's just that's you can only put a cpl over the top of a, a camera lens uh or, or one of the DJI's, you can't necessarily find a CPL. Oh, you might be able to actually, like Moment is a company that sell like lenses and cases and stuff for mobile phones. So you could put a CPL, uh, rather than do that, just move the light to one side so you don't see that ring in your glasses or take your glasses off. But I don't like what I look like. This is totally breaking the rules. Up. I don't like what I look like without glasses on, you know? So, absolutely. I'm, I'm exactly the
0: same. It's almost the, the, the Superman sort of thing. Um, so the question from Harry, um, he asks, how do you typically overcome issues of copyright? Uh, for example, in the video which you showed of All I Want for Christmas, are there any issues there?
1: So, yes, the specifically that video there, uh, you can put onto Vimeo and they don't tend to lock that video down. If you put it onto Facey or YouTube, yeah, they will pull that video down so you can't play it. You can then put, you know, if you wanted to, the title and the artist bottom left like an MTV video to try and get away with it. But really, obviously we're talking about music here. The music that you put in videos, obviously that parody video is slightly different, but the music you put into the corporate videos, uh, we use a platform called artlist.io. And I think it's 149 US dollars a year, and you've got 100% access to 20,000 songs. And they're all copyright free and that you can pick from genre, mood, instrument, whatever it might be um so artlist.io 150 149 us a year and you can download as many songs as you want and because of that you can test different songs you know and definitely have music throughout all of your videos um but yeah artlist.io is absolutely key.
0: sweet that's brilliant nice one thank you um so there's there's a slightly high level uh question here so interpret it however you like um so gideon says uh Gary, how long should we spend editing? Like, uh, can you spend too long on it and over-edit it? So if he spends two hours shooting, how many hours does he spend editing?
1: Yeah, right. So we we have this formula where we shoot for four hours and we get one hour's worth of footage. (laughs) And one hour's worth of footage gives you a one-minute video. And then a one-minute video... As a, as a good editor should take you about two hours to get the first draft. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a medium editor, probably four hours, but we create a thousand videos a year. So nice. we're quite versed and we know because of the projects up, project briefs up front what we need to deliver at the end. We've created that video a number of times in the previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would spend half a day, I'd spend four hours editing that video disregarding all of the assets that you need. So name and job title, logo, brand guidelines, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I would spend four hours to get to first draft. If you haven't got it to first draft, then you probably, the video is too long. It should be a 29 second video, you know? Uh, so once you hit that four hours, and you know what, even, even if you do the four hours, think about what your personal hourly rate is and how much money you wanna spend on creating that video. you want to spend a thousand pounds spend a thousand pounds but now you know if you your hourly rate is a 100 pounds you've got 10 hours to make that video so think about what how much that video is worth to you and then make sure you get an roi out of it you know Mm -hmm. and
0: and where do you sit on like so laid into that where do you sit on like the quality versus quantity debate when it comes to social like so i would possibly propose a thought which is social video could be a little bit more, more raw whereas something you want to see on your website which would be a little bit more polished but does that ring true to your experience
1: yeah, do you know what I, I recommend people to have both right you've got to have both raw and glossy one the raw shows you know behind the scenes behind the logo people who are from people all that cliche stuff and then the having the raw makes the glossy look even more glossy but i think it's not necessarily about the quality of what it looks like. It's more the quality of it's, it's content. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know, you can make a really banging video that has zero message and it's a complete waste, or you can make a raw video and it has the best message ever and it will earn you thousands worth of ROI. So it's more about the quality of the content rather than the quality of the video. Um, don't create 4k videos just talking about resolution um, because a lot of platforms don't actually show 4k so if you want to shoot it in 4k great uh, or get the agency to shoot it in 4k uh, but output it in 1080 because of download speeds and platforms don't provide 4k streaming at the moment
0: no makes sense okay so we've got a question from anonymous and we've got about five seven minutes left so we'll, we'll try and get through as many questions as possible uh, so question from anonymous who says, uh, what are the key elements of the most successful short form video content you have seen or curated so far? Uh, can you oh, give
1: Successful elements of short form video content yeah. uh, square cut. So it takes up the most screen real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't have an animated logo at the beginning. So the first five seconds are super key uh, 29 second, obviously the 99 P strategy. Uh, don't say Hi. It's Gary from Capital Content. Put a title card up. Well, don't, don't say that at all because it's, it's a weird name. Uh, put a title card up so you don't have to talk about that. Get your point across in the first five seconds. Um, they're probably like the three administrative things. But the, the key success, I think, to any video is storytelling. No one cares about how fast your broadband is or how quickly your product allows me to run or, you know, no no one cares about that. They care about stories, you know. If Coca-Cola were to show you a picture of a Coke bottle, you're not gonna engage with it. But if they were to tell you a story around a little boy saving up his paper round money to buy his first bottle of Coke, you're gonna engage with that video. So fundamentally, it's about telling stories. But if you can square cut 29 second subtitles, 100% subtitles, title card, and no animated logo, you're onto a winner unbelievable like I don't know how you speak like this I I feel like
0: every word I say is laced with with fat dripping from it whereas you're the opposite it's it's amazing so I don't know so on that the point of storytelling I think is a really interesting one um, because I think it's something often discussed but rarely understood so when you go about uh, creating stories do you have a, an arc in your mind so people speak about an arc which is something that I didn't even understand until someone had a yeah, character arc yeah. yeah so like what's your process for identifying a story and how do you go about thinking about that yeah story?
1: it's it's tough right because it also depends on the product or the business that you're talking about but I think you need to have in the agency that you deal with or in the business the two different types of people the rational and the emotional there's only two reasons why people buy a product Rational emotion. If you were to buy a mobile phone, rationally, you need it for emergency calls. Emotionally, it's because it takes really good pictures. And I think you you, you need to talk about the the leg the history of, of any business. I think first, you know, people millennials, and I say this in one hundred and one people want to invest their time in a business that they can get behind. So if you talk about just selling your products, it's not going to work. But if you talk about how the business was established, you talk about this, the first first employee, get them to say, well, look, how was the business started? They tell me for like five minutes, their elevator pitch on, oh, I start with a laptop on the back of the car. And then, and this is actually a key skill that I use, I actually hear or see things that aren't there I'm not, I'm not a weirdo. I don't mean like I, I see things that aren't there. I see dead people. What I mean is that I, I picture, I can picture pictures drop into my head when I hear someone telling a story and then that helps grow or add to the flavor of the video. So you do need to have someone that is relatively emotional. I am both emotional and rational. Uh, and, and I think you need to have both of those elements to be able to convert a rational story into a, a rational explanation it's an emotional story so yeah i think the the goal is to get people to cry right you you gotta think about your story and how people are going to get them to cry yeah you'll certainly feel something
0: right you know and 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 that's it and you know maybe i think that's a skill that's probably underestimated and quite easy to say but i think this is also where experience comes in right you know and and this is one of the benefits of bringing in an expert
1: Um, yeah and I think it's also like I mentioned it's not you don't don't make videos about your business as well Like I was diagnosed with diabetes in March this year and over the course of the last nine months I well come March next year I will have diabetes in full remission mm -hmm. and what that allows me to do is talk to my network and say actually i'm an advocate for doing you know things to get rid of diabetes i'm creating video content because of diabetes nothing to do with video content or digital agency it's a it's a story that i'm going through over the past nine months to be able to get diabetes into full remission and that is the storytelling people look at me and they trust me they see you know that actually the real me and then they go oh well you know actually i need video content i trust this guy let's go to him for video content so it's not all about the business here if you can't get a story out of the business get a story out of your staff
0: yeah i love it actually on that point uh so one of the first points that you made was one of confidence mm. and uh folks being put in the camera and i'm sure a lot of marketers on this call can empathize or relate to the experience of having to corral an unwilling participant you know into the the front of a camera to to, to record a video do you have any tips for putting people at ease or um you know bringing- yeah
1: i think the key thing is so right now i'm talking to you right down the lens so chris if you can switch to B cam. I'm still talking to someone behind the lens right now imagine I'm being interviewed by somebody it, it, I'm talking to an actual person but the camera is off to one side so I feel less stressed because I'm actually having a conversation with somebody and that allows us to be a way more you know a lot less nervous way more confident because I'm just having a conversation with a human being having the camera on the B cam here I can't see the red light uh, it doesn't look like there's a camera there and also from a viewer's perspective when they see the video they feel like they are coming across a conversation rather than being told something they're they feel like they're interrupting a conversation and they're earwigging and learning stuff so from an engagement perspective having an off-camera shot is really powerful but from a, a person being in front of the camera I'm just effectively talking to a person uh, but having the camera on the left allows you to uh, you know be way more confident because I'm talking to a person rather than a red light on a lens you know
0: I love it I absolutely love it so it's nine twenty nine. so I reckon we've got one or more opportunity to to say how people could enter the competition so absolutely
1: so you need to post on LinkedIn your biggest takeaway it can be from the Q&A it can be from the presentation uh, your biggest takeaway from my talk you need to tag both me and Joe. You're welcome to add me on LinkedIn. That's not going to get you into the com- uh, into the competition. You need to post the biggest takeaway with both me and Joe. Uh, and uh, I will pick somebody at 5pm to win £2,000 worth of video content. How exciting. <laughs> what I'd love to be able to do is play the video that we weren't able to play at the beginning. How, it's one minute long. How about that?
0: Yeah, go for it if, 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 if you got it.
1: Okay, cool. We're going to cut to the slide. Let's see if we can get it to work. Uh, I just wanted to kind of give you a bit of a rundown on our new free strategy session, uh, and this time round for locked for lock. Fuck a duck. Hi. Uh, check out the link capitalcontent.co forward slash strategy. No capital content. Fuck. Okay. Free video CVs for people who've got made redundant. To anyone and anyone, anyone, fuck a duck. I'd give you a bit of an insight into what we're doing for Ash. Anyone and anyone and everyone, uh, we are, we can, oh God, kill me. Oh, do you know what? i will fucking free video CVs and subtitling for anybody who had lost their job during, fuck a duck. And book a slot with either myself or my head, or my head, oh fuck God's sake. Even the most confident of speakers can still muck up, right? <laughs>
0: <Spon>. <laughs> I love it. That video was worth waiting for. I think that's the most amazing ending that we've ever had to a webinar. Uh, well, hey, look, <laughs> thanks very much for having me along, man. Well, no, thank you, mate. Uh, absolutely unreal. And, and you know, I know that your laptop is probably in a corner somewhere, um, but, so you might not be able to see the chat. So I'll, I'll make sure that they're sent your way. Because some really, really lovely comments. Um, So, just to close out, I just want to say thank you, everyone, so, so much for taking your time this morning. It's not lost on me how people spending their morning with us in this way uh, is quite as amazing as it is. So, thank you, like, sincerely for that. Uh, Please do take a moment to thank the sponsors. I can't emphasize enough how important they've been on this journey. Um, So, you know, please do take that time thank you all uh, we're back next week with a talk which is a little bit different but also one completely well worth uh, well worth spending the time with so please do come along uh enter the competition on linkedin and uh i think that's it so thank you everyone have a lovely lovely day